1: Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over forty years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for twenty-five years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now. Here's your host, Rody Fisher.
2: Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm Rody Fisher on the road with Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you and praise you for a new day. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Search us, O Lord, and know our heart. Try us and know our thoughts. See if there's any wicked way about us, Lord, and lead us in the way of everlasting. Be with the listeners out there, wherever they may be going. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. We are in Psalm 119. I do want to tell you that we're in the second phase of Psalm 119. There's 22 letters in the Jewish alphabet, and it is separated. Psalm 119 is separated. Every eight verses are separated by another letter of the Jewish alphabet. There are 22 letters Times eight, that's 176 verses in the longest chapter in the Bible and in Psalms. So we're in Beth right now. And Lord, I pray that you'd give us understanding of your word. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes, as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Well, wow. Thank you for your word, Lord. Such a great verses there. Well, this morning I would like to introduce Sarah Gallegos. She, If you heard the show last week, you would have heard Josh Gallegos, who is her husband, and he's here again today, too. But welcome, Sarah.
3: Thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're
2: welcome, and Josh is here as well. Hi, Rodi. Okay. This time, I would like to really interview you, Sarah, so that you can... Let us know um, where you were in Christ as you were growing up. Um, Did you really know who Jesus was? Who was he to you?
3: I was raised in a Christian home. My father was a pastor. And I was introduced to all the things of the Lord um, at a very young age. I can't remember a time where we weren't going to church multiple times a week. It was my second home, and I loved it. Um, At a very young age, my father led me to the Lord and um, went to Christian school, all those things. So I had a lot of knowledge um, about the Bible, uh, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. And um, when I got into high school, I I was really involved with my church. I started serving when I was seven years old in the ministry. I loved serving. Um... We did Bible study every night. Um, So when I got into high school, you know, your friends, (laughs) they have a a huge impact on what you do and who you are as a person. And so I started hanging out with some friends that weren't so good. And um, I never really, I I never like rejected, uh, you know, my faith. I never rejected the gospel or anything like that. I was just trying to hide certain things. And so I just went down a road towards the, the end of high school that wasn't good. Um I went from, you know, being at church all the time and really wanting to, you know, go to the mission trips and be part of the youth group to just kind of hiding what I was doing and wanting one to see because I knew what I needed to do. Um and so I I was thinking I was okay. I was just I was just fooling. I was just fooling myself, you know, and um so it I I had to get to that point. I love I love Psalm one nineteen, and I love the passage you just read. I had to get to that point where I completely surrendered my life, and I had I had to get to the point where I admitted it to myself. Mm-hmm. I I had a pride within me. I, I knew this, I knew that, you know, and oh, I would never do that. I would never do that, you know, because I I'm a Christian. But it was a pride within me. It wasn't God working through me. And I had so much in my in my head, but I needed that heart connection where I needed the Lord to. Just take full control of my heart and admit that I wasn't okay, and that I needed to do it in His strength and not in my own. And so when I did that, um, you know things things changed. As, as Josh was saying, you know, last week, it, you you that that delight that you were talking about, where you just delight in the Lord. And, you know, I'm not just wanting to go to church to to, to serve and be with my friends, which which is good, but I want to go to church to learn more about him. I want to get up and I want to seek out his word. I I just want to do things that are going to draw me closer to the Lord. And so, uh, yeah, that was about um, 18, about 18 years old. And then I, I met Josh. We got married at a very young age. But I thank, I thank God because I, I was on a path of wanting—I had my plan. I was going to be a lawyer. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. And I, I'm on a very different path right now, and I praise God for that. But it's ultimately because I had not fully surrendered my life to the Lord. I was doing a lot of the motions, um, but that, that heart wasn't there. and my was not in Him.
2: Mm. Wow. So um, you get married, and 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 then he's he has a secular job, mm-hmm. and so then all of a sudden he hits you with, you know, this <laughs> n- this Christian, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Now, were you okay with that? I know that, and I ask that question because I've interviewed a lot of people, and they, I, I had one person say to me. You know, I didn't expect that we were going down this road. He was, you know, earning all this money, and we're comfortable in what we're, you know, doing. And then all of a sudden, he becomes a pastor. (laughs) So how was that for you? I know that your father was a pastor. Yes. So, but how did that resonate with you Mm -hmm. when he switched jobs?
3: Yes. You know, when I first met him, like, even my family Mm -hmm. saw the calling on his life. And, and we just knew, um, but when we got married, we were v- both very heavily involved in ministry together. And when he got that great, awesome job, it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. Um, but when, you know, our pastor called, you know, and said, you want to talk? And, you know, they, they offered that. It, it, was, it was so easy to say yes, because at that point, because the Lord prepares you. You know, it, it wasn't like just this moment where we were like, oh, are we going to do this? He was preparing us all along. He was preparing me when I was, you know, four years old, saying yes to Jesus, you know, with my little, you know, tiny mm-hmm. knowledge. He was preparing him before when he was in the world and then he brought him out of the world. You know, he was preparing us along the way. So um, we, we were super excited. Uh, we loved doing ministry, and we always felt like that pull from he has to do work and, and ministry. And so we were just able to just go full on into it, and it was such a joy, it still is such a joy it's yeah. hard work, but it's awesome.
2: <laughs> I can really see that in both of you as you are talking, mm-hmm. and I've gotten to know you over the you know last few weeks mm-hmm. um, how how this is really where you need to be. Um, you you know who wants to be in the middle of um, you know w- crowded with a whole bunch of people glorifying what you're doing if you're in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. You really want to be in the center of God's will, doing what yes. He's called you to do. There's joy there. Mm, there is. I mean, there might be struggles. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. pretend that it's all roses, but there might be struggles, and you may get, you know, um, to things may not always work out. But the fact that you know that he was called to the ministry, yes. and and you're the support for him, um, is really great. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that ministry and how you fit in with that ministry, um, 316 Mission. Mm-hmm.
3: 316 Mission, yeah. I. It's kind of funny because he's not really a social media person, and this started as social media because he was um, heading up the uh, street witnessing team uh, during the lockdown, and we couldn't go out, and there Everything, everything was locked down. You weren't allowed to do this. You weren't allowed to do that. And uh, so it really affected that ministry. And so when this came up, it was like, okay, this is a way, this is something we can do. We even involved our youth in it um, in our church. And it, it was super exciting. I, I was able to get involved doing graphics and things like that because I, I know that kind of stuff. So um, I, was, I was doing a lot of that stuff. But also uh, for me... Um, I, I had never really used my social media account uh, to share the gospel. That was new for me. Um, our kids our, our kids got involved and, and did it as well as a mom. That's awesome to have your whole family. We all get to serve on this together. We go to conferences, and we tell people about this, and we take the Take the family on a road trip. We all go together, um, and just you know, being in prayer over it, supporting, and just seeing how God has just—he's been moving this. We we don't know what we're doing, and God is just coming in and bringing people in. Hey, I can do this. Hey, I can do that, and we're just blown away, and we get to do ministry as a family together. We got. <laughs> got my dad even involved. So we get to go to the conferences and stuff. We get to go to churches. And then we we also get to merge this with our youth ministry and see those young people. We've taken them out to Huntington Beach. Um, We've been able to go to different places with them and share the gospel and to see these young people, you know, just step out in faith and be bold. It's amazing. And it's contagious.
2: What's really great about this ministry is that, you know, you're, you're targeting March 16th as the day to just do a blowout with mm-hmm. it. Yes. But this is the beginning of doing it every day like mm-hmm. we're called to do. You yes. know, we're called to do the great commission. But gosh, you know, by getting everybody excited about one day, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they do it a second day mm-hmm. and a third day and mm-hmm. just keep this is the way we're going to live, kind of yes. a thing. And so just to blast it wide open on that one day March 16th um in relationship to the scripture John 3:16 mm-hmm. it's so great and then um a, a let let the legs just keep going yeah it's so wonderful now as a as a wife and a mom i i can see that you're a full support to your husband and the ministry that he's in at the church as a youth pastor, as well as this new ministry that he's um, attached to um, his his ministry there at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but your calling is really to be a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and a and a teacher, mm-hmm. um, training your children. Um, and when I say teacher, they're being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that and yeah. the changes you had to make to to do the homeschooling mm-hmm. and. And train the children. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I. It's kind of funny because Josh had suggested I go into teaching before we had kids, and I was like, No, 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 no. I would, I could never do that. I could never be a teacher. And yet here I am teaching, and I love it. The Lord put that within me. Um, as far as my calling with my children, it took about a year of the Lord. Um, he was so patient. You know, putting putting those things on my heart. Uh, my daughter started at a, a private Christian school, and then he just showed me. You know, I, I I want you to disciple your children. I want you to be the biggest influence on their life, and this is how you're going to do that. And so, I I didn't listen for a year, and after that, I I just went out wholehearted and never looked back. And I love it. I love being able to disciple my kids while educating them, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They, you, you, you can't teach anything. I've seen that. You can't teach anything without um, the foundation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's the education that our kids are getting. And as as well as I get to pour into with the ministry, the next generation. I love that. I, whether it's teaching a Bible study, doing a discipleship group with our, with our young girls, pouring into that next generation is so heavy on my heart. And I I had people do that for me. I was discipled as a young woman. And so I get to do that now. I get to do it alongside my husband. Our our daughter is now in our youth ministry, which is a little crazy. She's 14 years old.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I do love the scripture that says, Train up the child in the ways of the Lord, and they shall never depart from him. And we're three examples of that, although I went way further out than you both. I mean, I was... Just on 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 the edge of becoming a Hindu is mm-hmm. is what I thought I wanted to do, and um, I just didn't think that the God of the Bible um, was real. It just seemed like too many fairy tales. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, apologetics is something that's so key. Um, if if I think the church should should be teaching this more on a separate class to the parents, I think they need to. Um, parents maybe even need to take a class in apologetics so that they know what we stand for because um, training training the children at this in this day and age, when there's so much out there for them to look at, for them to taste, for them to feel, for them to see, is like candy mm-hmm. to a child. And so they need to stand on the gospel. And, and they need to know why they believe what they believe they need to defend their faith as the bible tells us and so how do you do that with with um with your children
3: yeah you know um we, we we've been able to do um apologetics courses um with my daughter who's a little bit older but one of the things i love is that at our church the curriculum that they're using it, it integrates apologetics and that's mm-hmm. my daddy's actually the the children's ministry pastor at our church. So they get that too. But just in your in your daily, you know, home life, you can do that. You 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 go through these conversations, whether it's at the dinner table or, or whenever you, you have that time to sit down. And these things just come up. I mean, with everything going on in the in the world, these things are coming up every day, and you you have to make that time, you have to spend that time with your kids, and you you have to be solid in the word, and you have to know the answers in order to teach it to them. and it makes you be accountable as well. So you know my 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 daughter's older, and she has a lot of questions and so it's just spending that time and asking the Lord how to do that there's a lot of there's so many resources out there for that but it is so important for us to not just you know tell them you know about the Bible but for them to also know why we believe what we believe Mm -hmm. and and that was something that I did grow up in and I, I was doing inductive Bible studies with my dad you know at a young age and doing that with our kids too because they're capable of so much even our nine year old our nine-year-old can 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 have a, a sense of why you believe what you believe, but it's not just at church. It has to be in the home. Like mm-hmm. the church is is the support, and they get to walk alongside you, but you have to be doing that in, in the home. And and we have continued that that legacy, I guess, of doing Bible study in our home. We, we, we try to do it every night. I I was raised doing Bible study every night where you're pouring into your kids. School's important. You know, classes are, that's good. But the most important thing, the most important thing is that you're pouring the word into them, that you're discipling them just like Jesus did with his disciples. He just sat, you know, with them. He talked with them. They ate together and they did ministry together, and and those things just come up naturally, and you're able to direct your kids, and they ask these crazy questions, you know, and you're like, you know, l- let's let's go to the word together, let's look that up together, and you're just doing that together as a family in your daily life.
2: It's so important. Yeah, I, I try to, you know, I, I always think as I'm teaching these kids in public school that, um, and I don't know if these kids are gonna go to go to church. Because most of them are unchurched kids. Mm -hmm. But um, I try to tell them, my job is to do three things. Number one is for them to accept Jesus as their Savior and what that means. Number two is for them to know how to navigate through this book and get them used to to reading this book. Um, And they can go to the back and and look up, you know, just key words if if they need help and say, you know, sorrow and and find those scriptures in the Bible or go to the front of the book and find out where each book is. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to memorize each, you know, we don't have time for that, mm-hmm. but they can, they can find it. Or, you know, go to the Internet and, and look at like the Blue Letter Bible or things like that where there's commentaries for them. So learn to navigate mm-hmm. through this. And the final thing I want them to learn is prayer, how to pray. Our God speaks to us. We speak to him. And one of the other things I tell them is, how long do you think you could go without food? And they'll say, well, 30 days, whatever. Mm -hmm. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Um, Yeah. For food, you can maybe go that long. And then how long do you think you can go without water? I'll ask them what the most important thing is. And they'll say, you know, food, water. How long can you go without water? Well, maybe a week. Uh, some kids will say, I, I, I can't, one day is too much for me. And, and really it is. Uh, we need to drink from, and, and, and then I ask them, how long do you, can you go without breathing air? And, you know, they'll say maybe a minute. And that's true. I mean, Jesus talks about His Word being a breath. He breathes this, this Word into existence through the the different men that He wrote, and and I I think I mentioned that in in Tim, Second Timothy, um, three sixteen, mm-hmm. and and then he he calls himself I am the bread of life. He he calls himself that for a reason, and then the woman at the well he says, you know. You don't know what you ask. You know, I am the living water. You will not thirst again if you drink from this well. And so he 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 talks about the three essential things we need for our physical body. And we're eating every day, we're breathing every day, we're we're drinking every day. But that's what you have to do with this word. He he talks about him self as being the three things that we need. Mm-hmm. And even if we're in the Word, I tell the kids, even if it's one verse, just get into it. Get that quiet time. And I I try to get that in their head that even if they spend 10 minutes with him as a child, you know, who knows. And, you know, we we really need, as adults, to get used to being with him. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think that pastors, like your husband probably, you know, studies a lot more. He's in the Word a lot more. He's praying a lot more. But the fact remains, he needs to be in the Word like we need to be in the Word, prayer and Mm -hmm. get into the Word. Okay, I do want to talk about this ministry of 316. In a nutshell, Josh, but in a nutshell, could you tell us about this great ministry that you guys are putting together that the Lord has called you to?
4: Yeah, so the 316 mission, we're super excited about it. It's just really um, a day that we can come together um, to make March 16th, which is 316, all about the gospel message. It's, it's Gospel Day. It's Tell the World Day. Um, it's 316 Day. And it's just a day we can do it together. We say it's a movement to get the body of Christ moving with the gospel. And so we just want to... Uh, in every and any way possible, share the gospel and just use that date as a conversation starter to say, hey, you know what today is? It's 316 day. Happy 316 day. And as you go up to people and you tell them that, they're going to say, what is this? Like, did I miss something? You know, and and the gospel literally is good news. So it's like, yeah, you missed the most important message you could ever hear, you know, and uh, we can just unpack and explain to them. The gospel message, and you know, the reason uh, John three sixteen is so easy is because so many people have heard about it. So many people think they know what it means, and it's a great opportunity for us to explain it. Every Christian should know John three sixteen. It's a very uh, basic verse, and it really just unpacks, you know, what God did for the world. You know, so many people think that just because Jesus died on the cross that they're going to heaven. It's like, no, God. He came and he showed his love because there was a need that had to be met, right? We have to make that decision to surrender our lives to Christ. We need that forgiveness. There's nothing we can do. And so that's really packed up in that verse. And so if we just kind of explain that to them, why did Jesus come to die on the cross? What is the need and what is the response that is required uh, from that? Man, there's a gospel message there. And so it's just a really easy way to get people started using the gospel And let me just say this, that it's not the only day that we want to do it. It's just a great opportunity to do it together. We can step out of our comfort zones together, but man, this is something that we can do every day is to share the gospel. So we say, hey, let's do it together. Let's do it every day, but let's do it together on this day and make March 16th, 316 known for God's glory. And we'll see what happens.
2: Wow. That's so great. And so everybody knows that scripture, like you say. Um, the calendar is the same throughout the world. So on March March 16th, throughout the world, everybody can be celebrating this. So you're talking about us as Christians getting on social media, knocking on doors, handing out tracts, uh, maybe giving out Jesus films. Whatever it takes on that day to glorify the Lord— By spreading the gospel, the good news.
4: Yeah, and that's really kind of the, the, I think the beauty of this is we're not promoting any specific way. You know, if you want to use John 3.16, great. If you have another way of doing it, if you have, you know, there's a lot of people that are trained, Romans Road, Three Circles, whatever it may be just do it do it your way but let's do it together on this day and let's just have an all out you know blitz on the world send in the air force the navy the marines you know and let's just light up the world with the gospel however you're doing it whatever you do whichever way you want to share the gospel you do it your way but let's do it together on
2: this day in about 10 seconds can you give your contact number for us
4: so the best place is 316mission.info our website www.316mission Info. You can find everything you need right there.
2: Josh, Sarah Gallegos, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad that I could be a small part of the birthing of this ministry, 316 mission. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I just can't be happier. Now, I would like to talk to the listener that has never accepted Jesus as their Savior, and you say, wow, today— I can do this before John three sixteen comes around, March um, sixteenth. I can do this now. Yes, you can. All it takes is a turn from the direction that you're going and giving your heart to the Lord and saying to Jesus, I'm going to accept you as my Savior and ask for forgiveness of my sins. So follow me in this very short, simple prayer. Or do it in your own words. There's nothing magic about this. It's asking the Lord to forgive you. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for giving us that gift of eternal life. Today, I'd like for you to forgive me of my sins today, yesterday, and the ones in the future. Help me to turn from the life that I've been walking through and turn to the life that you have for me. Lord, I pray that you would check my heart and know that I mean it. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer today, give us a call here at uh, KPraise or write me on the road with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you all. Love you.
1: Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhodey Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhodey Fisher at Fisher at com, Spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher.